Oh my gosh, everybody. It's an exciting day. It's an exciting day. Welcome to the 100th episode of the Hello Storytelling Podcast. I'm Melissa and Meg is here. Hi, Meg. Hey, hey, hey. A hundred. A hundred. Wait, what? How'd that happen? One zero zero. That's insane. I know. It is. It is insane. Yeah. So it's our 100th episode and we've been sort of like racking our brains to figure out what should we talk about on the 100th episode? Cause it sort of feels, feels monumental. It feels a little momentous. And so I know that we've like in other podcast episodes, we sort of alluded to sort of the origin story of hello storyteller, but we thought today we'd actually give you the whole story and some, refle- <laughs> and some reflections, I think from Meg and I on sort of like where we've come from over the last what, I three wonder, years, I was, four years. I was, yeah. Like four, four years, four 2018. Years. Yeah. I was thinking this morning, I was like, I wonder if Eric could like pull the best snippets from each episode, not each episode, but maybe like, <laughs> maybe, maybe we pick like the top, our top like 10 episodes that we love mm. and he can pull like, you know, 10 seconds from each one or something for like a fun little podcast reel or yeah, something. Yeah, that would know. be fun. Sorry, Eric, I'm going to make work for you. <laughs> Eric is our amazing podcast editor who does He's all awesome. the dirty work and makes sense of our ramblings. But okay, so in order, we need to start at the beginning, at the very beginning. Well, yes, at the how, very beginning. How, what's the very beginning? I think the very beginning is you and I meeting. Okay, let's go there. Let's go. <laughs> let's take a let's take a trip down memory lane, friend. One, once upon a time, long, long ago. <laughs> I think I just got gray hair. <laughs> I know. Just got older. Just come come to me, children. Sit in front of my rocking chair. Let me explain to you where this came from. So I think we have determined that it was 2016. So it was the fall of 2016 and Meg and I were both in a photography group. Actually, it was being run by Sarah Cornish, my friends. It's like a full circle moment this year. I was was trying to think who it was and I thought it was Chloe Rosser, but she, I think she took over for her. Did she take over for Sarah? No, she created, she created her own. Maybe she did. I don't know. But we were both in the My Four Hens photography group and which is run by Sarah Cornish, who is amazing. Sarah. Who was supposed to be our keynote speaker at our Hello Story Hello Storyteller Retreat in 20. I'm gonna cry already. In 2020 (laughs) before the pandemic killed it. Um, but I'm having a session with Sarah Cornish this summer. So, so jelly. I'm so excited for you. I know. I'm so excited. So it does feel sort of full circle, but in any case, we were both in this group, which had like a zillion people in it. Oh yeah. And you know, some things are just meant to be. And so I saw this post by this girl named Meg. (laughs) That's me. Who had posted looking for a power (laughs) partner. And I was like, what the hell is that? And so she was like, you know, like someone that will help hold you accountable and who you can bounce ideas off of and whatnot. And I literally had just started, I had been, I was like not quite a year into being, having left my corporate job and being home full time with my kids and building my business. Like I was, I was not, I was less than a year into it then in, in 2016. And so I saw her post and I like vividly remember 
where I was. I was like sitting, I think I just put my two kids down for a nap and I was like sitting in the recliner in my living room. And I like vividly remember that I just, I felt very, I felt very alone in, in a lot of ways, specifically in my photography journey, because back in 2016, like Sarah's community was one of the only ones out there that was this really sort of collaborative community that was, and if you know anything about Sarah Cornish, you know that she is the furthest thing from competitive in the world. And so I sort of felt like I had found a place in her community and being like, okay, this is not like a cutthroat situation. I feel like I could ask questions here and get feedback and that's great. And so the idea of having like a person that I can sort of go to was really intriguing for me. So that is what I remember seeing, but Meg, I want you to sort of explain what prompted you to, to make the post in the first place. Okay. So what prompted me to make the post was the fact that I had been learning photography, uh, on my own and I was looking for someone, like Melissa said, to hold me accountable, someone I can bounce ideas off of, someone I could share my images with and be like, hey, is this good? Is this trash? What I need to change? Like, give me the details. What am I doing? And someone to just like, I have friends, but I never had a friend in the creative world. And mm-hmm. I say that because it is a whole different ball game. You know, sure like, it is. Sure it's just is. like, once you find your creative circle, it's it's like a whole new world. And that's what I was looking for because I had been learning photography and I'd been dabbling, trying to see if I wanted to take on clients, but I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So it, I wasn't comfortable. So I kept going back and forth. And at the time, I was a full-time private investigator. So this was just a passion for me. I've always loved to take photographs since I was a kid, but I never really got into photography uh until after I got married and so I just I was looking for someone to kind of push me or help me or go with me to that next level of kind of really diving deep into photography and learning all the stuff so I uh I had an Instagram account and I was on Instagram probably for about two years I think since about 2014 but I was strictly iPhone photography Mm -hmm. can you imagine I know. It's hilarious. If you guys want to like scroll back. Do a deep dive in Meg's. Yeah. You'll see all his little white squares. Oh my gosh. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You'll see that it was iPhone photography only for a while. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I was really looking to kind of push myself to use my Canon, um, my Canon camera and not so much on my uh, phone. And I wanted, but I loved using my phone because I felt like I learned a lot about light and a lot about composition um, shooting on my phone first. But there was this time, this was before I had two, I just had Emma, my oldest, and we had gone out to, there's a, oh, there was a like big dirt hill where they had done some construction, but they weren't Mm. building in that area yet. So we would go play on the hill and like run and uh, we'll just kind of play in that area. There's like peacocks right over there. It's like a little peacock farm. It's so weird. I don't know if you guys have ever heard peacocks before, but they sound like a really loud cat. (laughs) Like so weird. I'm like, what is that? I can strangely make a peacock noise. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I can like hear it in my head right now. But I can. (laughs) 
Next time we're in person, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll show it to you. Yeah. It's, it's really cool because this so area will find... Is that the same hill that you like took the flag photo on? Yes. yes. I used okay. that hill for many series of my images. Unfortunately, that hill is now uh, set upon <laughs> houses. Upon houses. It. So, yeah, there's houses now. Dang it. It's so sad. They're beautiful homes, but still, give them my hill back. Dang it. Yeah, I have a a lot of different images that took place on that hill, but the one that kind of started the spark, I know I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it was a like kind of cloudy, stormy day, but it's a stormy day where the sun ends up like coming, like peeking out. And so mm-hmm. it's like really gloomy and moody and awesome. And I happen to have my camera with me and uh, Emma, Emma was probably about three. Yeah, I think she was about three. I can't imagine Emma three anymore. She's now she has now surpassed my height. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we were playing in this area, and there's like some wild grass, and there was peacock feathers, which is super cool, and some other like cool spots to this. There's kind of like a little sitting area, like a little park like spot, which was neat. Anyway, so we're playing, and I I had this like magical session, and it I. I think that was one of the first ones I posted, or there was one I posted in my living room. Emma was playing with an American flag, and I posted in black and white, actually. But um, I think I did that, and then that series at the Hill, and that kind of just, like, sparked my interest of really posting from my Canon and not my phone anymore. And so I really needed someone to kind of push me and really learn how to use my Canon outside of you know, aperture mode, even though I still used aperture mode for quite some time. I didn't, learn, I didn't learn manual until 2015. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so I I had joined Sarah's 365 group and started learning how to edit. And I was using Paint the Moon Action, which sometimes I still use because they're amazing. So I'd post them there frequently just to keep trying to learn. And uh, I really liked the community. They were very supportive and loving and kind. And it made you want to post there. Mm -hmm. It made you want to grow there. It made you want to make friends there. So one day in the fall, I was driving up to a wedding. I was a passenger (laughs) in Northern California. And I had made a post and Melissa responded. And I was like, Who's this chick? Let's check her out. (laughs) And that's kind of where it... And we talked on the phone. Yeah, we did. We had a phone conversation. I think... She was interviewing me, I think, is what it really boiled down to. I feel like (laughs) she she was like, oh, a number of people have responded to the post. I'm just touching base. And I was like, oh, so this chick's interviewing me for this position. I understand. Clearly. I was a professional interviewer for a good decade. Clearly I won her over. I'm just saying (laughs) I got the spot. Yeah. We, we had a, we had a connection and I did. And I, I guess she was, you know, the yin to my yang where she was, we just fit. Well, we, we fit and we hopped on the phone after we kind of chatted a bit. I think I, I don't know if I had asked you some specific questions beforehand to kind of go into our I'm sure you I'm sure you did. No, no, there was no prep. It was like, do you want to hop on a call? And I was like, that's okay. All right, cool. Thought this was going to be an online thing, but sure, I'll talk to you. And then she asked me a variety of questions on the phone. I mean, not in like a interrogative way, but just, you know, but I was like a little bit like, 
I felt like I was interviewing to be someone's friend a little bit. I was like, what if she doesn't choose me? Then I'll be really depressed. Oh my God. It's totally blush right now. My goodness. No. But it all but, worked uh, out. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's I think it was more like ever since. Yeah. I think it was more I think Meg was trying to ascertain if she and I were in the same place with our photography journeys. Correct. Because, yeah. you know, you want, I think it's good to have someone come along with you on the ride who's at your level or maybe a little bit ahead of you, but not like light years ahead of you. So it starts feeling like a mentorship type of situation. You know, someone that maybe has, or, or maybe is ahead of you in some areas, but not in others. Like, you know, so you can challenge each other. And right. it's, it's so funny. And we talked about this a long, long time on the podcast. We we're talking about freelancing and I have a vivid, vivid memory because I don't know where I had seen it or what, but I had, so Meg and I initially had sort of set up, like we had, we had basically like prompts that we were working off of like the first couple of weeks that we were sort of like working together. And so one of them was nature. We're or so outside. I know we were. It didn't last very long. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> well, it's because we morphed it into a 365, but for that last couple of months of the 2016 year, we had these prompts. And so we had these nature prompts and I like vividly remember saying to Meg, I was like, Oh, I learned about this new weird technique called freelancing where you like detach your lens from your camera. And I took a couple shots that way of like leaves or whatever. And she was like, Oh, that's really interesting. I've never done that before. And then it was just so funny because like she <laughs> tried it and she was like, this is it. This is, this is my thing. Like this is, and then she became like the freelancing queen. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I like it anymore. <laughs> I was so upset too. when you're just like, nah, it's not for me. And I was like, but wait, <laughs> this was, we were doing this together. Yeah. So, so we decided that we would embark on a 365 project in 2017. I had never done one before. Um, that what year it was? It was 2017. Yeah. Because that was the first year that I did it. Because 2018 is when the twins started school. And so I did one oh, up yes. through that point. So yeah, because well, Ella was born in 2016, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah. I she agree. was like nine months old when we were, because I remember like, you're telling me like, Oh, I have like a nine or a 10 month old baby, which would make yeah. sense sort of like when we got connected. So, so we decided we would embark on a, on a 365 project and, and we did. And I mean, if you were to scroll back through our Facebook messenger conversations, like the amount of images she and I sent back and forth to each other was, <laughs> was excessive, you know, but it was like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And so being able to give each other feedback or suggestions or, you know, just insight or thoughts. And of course, through that, like our, you know, we became not just sort of like creative partners, but just, you know, friends and whatnot. And so, but we had never met, we hadn't met yet. Was it 2018 that we met for the first time? Yeah. That's when we went to Utah, right? Yeah. 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 So, so we spent all of 2017, you know, just hanging out in different sides of the country, <laughs> but it was, was it in 2017 that we started the sweet life unscripted or was that 2018? I think it was 2018. I, I, no, I think it was 2017. You think so? Because I feel like, yeah, because Hello Storyteller was already alive in 2018, but we went to Utah. It just started the blog and everything. Okay. The community was just beginning. So sometime in 2017. (laughs) We have timeline here. This was also in the same vein of when Meg was just starting Instagram hubs left and right. 
And so, <laughs> so many. she had so many. And I was like, listen, I can't manage the one that I have. I don't know how, yeah, like there was so many, the freelance project and the, the hair or something hair or other, the hair memoirs and uh, the letter board that yeah. one took off. I eventually I would just build committees and have them take over because I can no longer like keep up with it yeah. with all the different ones. So I'm like, hey, who wants to, you know, do these days and take over? And they're like me. And I was like, OK. <laughs> and so I would just kind of hand it off and then start a new one. And eventually, uh, you know, every day she'd like send me an Instagram <laughs> like, here's my new hub. And I'm like, girl. <laughs> You have got to slow down. I have too many ideas. She does have too many ideas. I make lists so now. We came together and we thought, okay, we want to create because one of the things that we were noticing about the Instagram hubs at that time is that they were featuring the same people, Ooh, and they were featuring yeah. people that had thousands and thousands and thousands of followers, and there was it didn't feel like there was any place that was interested in trying to feature work of people that were unknown, that were still producing and creating beautiful work, but up and comers, but didn't have, you know, the underdogs, 2000 followers or 10,000 followers. Or, I mean, here I'm, I'm like, I'm like four away from hitting 4,000 followers. So like, (laughs) I don't register on anybody's radar when it comes to follower count. And so for, for both of us, we wanted to create this hub that was focused on storytelling that was focused on a lifestyle sort of, you know, documentary storytelling and where you could, anyone could get featured. It didn't matter how many followers you had. And in fact, we sort of like stayed away from featuring people that were being featured everywhere else. You're like, we don't want to feature those people. We want to create a space where the unknowns, the up and comers, the, the, you know, the artists that no one else is paying attention to will have a space. And that was a sweet life unscripted. That was where that came from. And so we had that for, I would say about a year, probably yeah, about a year. And we had gotten up to 5,000. Yeah. 5,000 followers, which yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah, and it was great. Good. Like we had a really wonderful community there and it was just a really delightful experience. And, you know, Meg and I had talked about this idea of creating an educational community sort of beyond the, the Instagram hub. I was sort of like deep in the throes of trying to get my business up and running and off the ground because I was up against my deadline, my self-imposed deadline (laughs) to not have to go back to work in higher ed, but to continue being able to just have my business. And so when she came to me and she said, you know, I want to start this educational community. I said, that sounds fantastic. I'm not really in a position to like, join in a hundred percent, but just let me know like what you need. And I'm, you know, I'll, I'm there for you. And so that is, so we actually took the sweet life unscripted Instagram hub and that became hello storyteller. Yeah. And really the, and I'm let Meg talk about it too, but like the focus behind hello storyteller was basically to take what we had created with the sweet life unscripted and, and expand it but keep the same tenants of what we had in place for that hub and just create a community around it. You know, there's, there's lots and lots of photography communities, educational communities out there. And I think that's a good thing because everybody needs to be able to figure out where they feel comfortable and where they belong. And it's good to have options. I don't think there's any downside to that. And so we, you know, this, this community was created with, the sort of underlying foundation of 
this is the place for the people who don't know where they belong. (laughs) I don't know, Meg, if you want to talk a little bit about sort of where the, like the Hello Storyteller name came from, like, and sort of what you had in mind initially when, when you first came to me with the idea. Yeah. So I really wanted, I really wanted the focus of the community and the academy to be on storytelling. The community that I was a part of, I mean, we had a small group of photographer friends on Instagram, but we were all mom talks. We're all storytellers of our, you know, children's lives. And that we were in the midst of momhood, honestly, from babies. And now we're entering the tween and teen stage, which is kind of bizarre. You know, I know I keep going back and saying it's like our graduating class of photography. That's what it feels like to Mm -hmm. me. You know, it's that core group of photographers. There's probably a good like 20, 25, 30 of us that we all just chatted. Like it was like me and Melissa, like times 28, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it was just a large group where we could just honestly share and get critical feedback that we were looking for. And it was just a safe place of other creatives. And then we all became friends and we're all moms. And we had a lot of other things in common besides photography. Um, But we were all just creatives. And that's kind of what we fed off of. And so as we were going through you know, the stages of momhood, we are our own historian of our family. And so we are the storytellers. So I really wanted to incorporate storyteller into the name of uh, the community. And I've just always loved the word hello. So that's where that comes from. (laughs) That goes also into my personal brand as well. And just a lot of different things in my personal life. So and it's friendly. I love to say hello to everybody. So, you know, it's she's so California. In- we don't do that shit in Massachusetts. <laughs> it's very inclusive here at Hello Storyteller. We're saying hello. We want you to tell and share your story with us. So that's kind of the, the story behind the name. And I designed the logo myself and I, I basically designed a, a lot of things. Uh, I designed and ran the website for a very long time. I have a very specific eye, so (laughs) when it doesn't look right, I have to fix it. But, uh, I've helped her relinquish some of that control over the years. It doesn't have to look perfect. And it's not that I'm looking for it to look perfect. I just want it to look good. I want it to be eye pleasing and catching and people like, oh, hey, what's that? That's all. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm just pretty perfectly imperfect. (laughs) So it's fine. But, um. Yeah, it has really blossomed into something incredible. But we started with the blog back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly and I, Holly, mostly uh, running the blog. She's amazing, amazing, amazing. And then in 2019, I had been in the process in 2018 of getting the Academy ready, uh, which was a process. I mean, mm-hmm. this is not an easy feat or venture. It is not a one-man show. It takes an army. And it takes a lot of work, you guys. This is a job. This is a job. It is. Uh, So, yeah, we launched in 2019 for the Academy. And I was pretty impressed with the turnout, honestly. Well, let's back up before we start jumping in a little bit. Yeah, so so Meg and I... (sighs) didn't meet in person until was it April? It was April. I think 
yes. for May, April, April of 2018. We met in Utah. We were at a conference there. So that was super exciting to like have spent all this time, like building this relationship with somebody <laughs> and never actually having like met them in person. She like met me outside of the hotel and I was like, Oh my God, I can still see you running other. down the street. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. And we got to meet a bunch of other people too. That would, uh, a lot of them became mentors or our first sort of like school class of mentors for Hello yeah. Storyteller. And Angie. Um, Angie and Angie. Yep. At that conference okay. too. So that was fun. All the unicorns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the unicorn. <laughs> and so. It's the name of our group on Instagram, the unicorns. We all have like, uni- I got everyone unicorn necklaces. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a nerd like that. <laughs> <laughs> and so. You know, Meg was sort of keeping me apprised of what was going on with Hello Storyteller, but I didn't really have a formal role at that point. And then she came to me in late 2017 and well, she asked me to, to create a course, which I did. And that was the um, self-portrait workshop that I created about getting into fame with your kids. And then she asked me if I would do the podcast with her. And I said, sure. And then she asked me, (laughs) she's like, oh, and another thing. Oh, and another thing. And then she asked, she asked me if I could help her with the financial side of Hello Storyteller. I'm not entirely sure what possessed her to think that I would be good at that role, but. Um, uh, because you're excellent (laughs) and I hate dealing with money. There you go. So I was like, uh, sure. All right. Sounds good. And so. We started the podcast in 2018, right? Yes. Yeah. So we started the podcast in 2018 and we started out the podcast by doing a ton of interviews of other creatives, which was a lot of fun and something that we're hoping to sort of bring back in to the podcast as well. It's really interesting and intriguing to be able to get to talk to all kinds of different people. And we interviewed all kinds of different people. We interviewed, oh my gosh, so many people. And if you're interested in those types of episodes, you just have to go back to the beginning of the podcast because they're all there. And we learned a lot as we moved through that too, and sort of like how to become more organic with it and how to get better at interviewing and, you know, all the things that you do is you're learning how to run a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not easy. It's not, it's not, it's not easy and it's time consuming, but we do it because we love it. So that part of it has been fun. We always get off and say, that was fun. That was fun. (laughs) So we're here to have fun, honestly. And if we, if you can learn a little something or if you have fun with us, then that's all we care about. Yeah. And we, you know, we sort of had done, we had like several different branches to the podcast. We had like the, our interviews and then we had like business talk and then we had like parent talks. And so we've tried to sort of streamline it more. We did take a brief hiatus during the pandemic. (laughs) Which was necessary because life was heavy. You guys, do you remember? (laughs) There are some episodes that I can't even listen to them because they're, they're pretty heavy in there. Yeah. Like there was just a lot going on at a certain point. We just, both Meg and I were like, "Mm, we're going to need to just sort of put this in the back burner for right now as we're just trying to like make it through life. (laughs) And so we came back with a vengeance in 2021 and have been trucking along ever since, mostly due to the fact that we brought Eric on. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Since I don't have to edit anymore, yeah. we can, you know, it makes a huge it on a regular basis. Yes. And we've stuck to our, I'm so proud of us. Look at us. I, hey, I'm look at really us. proud of us. Good job. Virtual we've, high five, friend. Virtual high five. We've stuck to our schedule and we, you know, we podcast. I think there's only been like two weeks we've missed in the last like year and a half, which is pretty impressive. But do say so yeah. myself. And so... You know, and then we launched the Academy was launched in 2019. And I think, you know, when we sort of hit the button on that, <laughs> we were, I think we both, Meg and I both sort of like held our breath because it was such a big undertaking oh with God. so many people, so many moving parts. And we only launched, I think, initially, like what, maybe four or five courses. And it was sort of like, I guess we'll see what happens here. And <laughs> And no idea what we were We had doing. no idea. We were just like, <laughs> okay. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh if you've never done this before, or for I mean, really any job, right? You're you don't know what you're doing. You're just like, we're going to build the plane while we're flying. It is basically how this is going to work. And so that's what we did. We were just like, you know what, we're going to hit the, we're going to hit the live button and then we're just going to hold on and try to figure it out. And I think, you know, I think part of the reason why Meg and I work well together is that she is very big picture and I am very detail. And so I think, you know, she comes to me with these ideas that I would never have dreamed of in a million years. <laughs> and then I somehow figure out a way to make them happen. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> and so I think our partnership works really well that way because I'm able to sort of bring to life the logistical side of what she has in her brain and, and, or deal out a dose, dose of reality where I'm like, no, that's not going to happen <laughs> or it can't happen right now. And so, you know, we have a good sort of working balance that way of she'll come to me with her, you know, and say a creative list of ideas and I'll say, okay, this is what's possible right now. This is possible, you know, a little bit further from now. And, and we've really been able to, we've really been able to make everything happen. Some of it has taken longer than others. You know, like I said, we were supposed to have, we had put together our first retreat, which sold out Sad. and was supposed to happen in 2020. <laughs> Sad face. And then it was snatched away by the pandemic uh, and we had actually rescheduled it for 2021. And then things were still just super crazy in 2021. So we ended up just canceling it. And so Meg came to me just recently <laughs> and she was like, so retreat. And I was like, ask me what, what physical response I just had to you saying that I got my eyes started twitching. But the reality <laughs> of the situation is, is that I know a lot more now. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And so I don't think it would feel as overwhelming to get it set up and running. But in any case, you know, I think one of the things that has been so rewarding about working with Meg and working with Hello Storyteller is just this being able to see that you can have these really big dreams, you can have these really big ideas and you can make them happen and you can be successful in them. And I think we've said it before on, on the podcast many times, I'm super proud of the fact that this is a woman run business. It's a woman owned business and that all but one of our mentors are all women. And that's not to bash men, but I think it's so empowering to be in a space like that. It's so empowering to see women literally just kicking ass and taking names <laughs> and to know, I mean, cause I do the finances, 
<laughs> so <laughs> I know what people are making and like to see people like the income that they are generating from their, their own dreams, their own ideas of courses, their own ideas of educational content and what they're putting out there. Are you crying? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> And what you said you were going to make me cry and what you're, you're sniffling in the background and what, <laughs> and what they are able to do in terms of furthering their own information, their own knowledge, their own dreams, their own passions and support themselves and their family at the same time is incredible. And to be a part of that is awesome. Like it really is awesome. And to know that we have this space and we've talked, you know, not, not that long ago, we talked about how wonderful the community is at Hello Storyteller. And I, and I don't know, even in my most pragmatic, because I am definitely the pragmatic one, Meg is the dreamer. <laughs> and so she probably had a much bigger idea of what the possibilities were for this. I was probably much more pragmatic. <laughs> I like to keep the bar low and then exceed it. So um, that's sort of like what motivates me. But I, you know, I don't know that considering that we've only been like, it's only 2022. The Hell Story Color Academy has only been around, but we're only in our third year. And the amount of growth that has occurred, that really occurred in the first year was mind boggling. And like, and then to see the growth that happened in the second year, I think, you know, I think in 2020, we were like, okay, we're only a year into this. Now we're dealing with this pandemic. What the heck is going to happen? And it blew my mind. Like it blew my mind how much we grew in that year. And that, you know, it is, this is truly a group a group effort. There's no way that Hello Storyteller would be where it is without our admin team, without our mentors, without our pros and our artists and our community. Like they are who this is for. They are who we do this for. And they are the ones that keep this going. And it's such an incredible group of artists and creatives. And so, you know, as we sort of look forward to where we're going to go from here. We, we, of course we do have exciting things <laughs> lined up in the future. Cause Meg's brain literally never shuts <laughs> off. I feel like it must be exhausting to live inside your brain <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but we have, we have, we have merch coming out here in the next month. We have, you know, we're, we are tiptoeing around the idea of putting another retreat together for, for next year, potentially, or 2024, you know, there's growth and expansion and it's always happening. And, but I think I'm just most proud of the fact that there was a glimmer of an idea and we were able to, with the help of so many other amazing women, able to bring it to life and to watch it grow. And that's just really fucking awesome. <laughs> it's really fucking awesome. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's very humbling to just watch this process and be a part of it and and be behind the scenes and see how hard people work and see how hard people want it and the growth. I mean, it just makes me so happy, you guys. Like 
just talking to people or talking to mentors that I don't like talk to on a daily basis, but something prompted me to send them a message. And I usually send voicemails. I don't send texts. I'll just, you know, I have a lot to say sometimes. So it's just too much. <laughs> sometimes. <to> message. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll voice message them. And I think they really, well, they tell me they like it because it, it, you know, it puts, I guess, a little personality to the words on the screen or the photo on the screen, you know, and it's just more personal that way. But I just, I, I love this community so much and I've met so many amazing people and to call this a job is just kind of ridiculous because I just wake up every day mm-hmm. so happy and so flipping thankful for you guys, for the community, for the admin team. Oh my God, I drown without the admin team. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you guys so much. For the members, for the pros, for the mentors, for the artists, everybody, you guys fucking rock. You know, and I'm just so happy. And it's to go from a career of private investigating where I did insurance fraud and I never saw a single outcome of my cases. And it was so unrewarding. And to put in 11 plus years into something that was so unrewarding and to create something yourself that has blossomed into this is really oh. humbling. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying is. really hard not to cry. <laughs> Go ahead. You can cry. <laughs> But it, it is, it's just, it's truly amazing. And it's truly a dream come true. And I, I just want this to, to be a push to all of you who question yourself or who don't have that, that confidence in yourself that you can do it or that you can make your dreams come true because you can, you can do mm-hmm. anything you put your mind to. You can do it. I can do it. You can do it. Okay, friend. But seriously, you guys, thank you. This has been an amazing, wild journey. And I am getting goosebumps and I'm going to not cry anymore. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as we hang up, she's going to burst into tears. (laughs) No, uh, but, and just to sort of wrap up, you know, after Meg's sentiments that it is, it is true. It is so scary to take that leap and to take that step out of what is comfortable and what provides to venture into the unknown and the uncertain. And I know for myself too, you know, having come from a career in a field that I worked in for over 10 years, that was steady and provided a steady paycheck and provided support for my family. And to take the step to leave that and to move into something that was a total unknown was terrifying. And to do it with small children and a mortgage, (laughs) also equally terrifying. And it was, I think as women and as mothers, we have a tendency to put our own needs, our own dreams on the back burner and making that choice initially felt incredibly selfish And it was really, really difficult. And honestly, I think I struggled a lot after leaving my job, even though it was the absolute right move for me. I struggled greatly after doing that. And part of it, I think, was this feeling of selfishness of what have I done to my family? How are we going to make it through this financially? But I'll tell you what, like, to know like for myself personally and my own business, 
to see what I have built in the last six years gives me such immense pride. And I would, even if, and I'll, and I'll say this too, that I know it can feel, if you're someone that's listening, who you're in that decision-making process of, do I do this or not do this? Or maybe you're in it and it's not working how you thought it would work. I would feel that way. Even if I had decided to stop after the first year of my business, I would have felt that way. I would feel this way. Even if I had stopped after my second year of business where maybe things weren't at the level that I wanted them to be. Because when you invest in yourself and you trust in yourself to make the decision that you know is best for you and for your family, even though it's hard and even though it feels like it might not be the right decision, but you know that something has to change regardless of the outcome, regardless of whether it's quote unquote successful or not to put that trust in yourself and to make that decision is a win. And so I would just say, just to wrap up and say that trust your instinct, trust your gut, and it's okay to bet on yourself. And if you're going to bet on anybody, bet on yourself, you know what you're capable of doing. You know what your work ethic is. You know what your potential is. And you don't need anybody else to bet on you because you can bet on yourself and you can do it. And hopefully you find people along the way to support you and to be your cheerleaders. And if you need some and you don't have any, then Meg and I will do that for you. <laughs> Heck yeah, baby. But don't let fear hold you back from all the potential that's out there for you and your own journey. And you got this, you got it. You're going to be great. And a huge, huge, huge thank you to our administrative team, to Holly Awad, Angie Malky, and Laura Fraze, who truly are the pillars that keep, <laughs> keep the Hello Storyteller machine churning to our, our mentors who have created such incredible content for our community, who are such leaders and, and wonderful cheerleaders in our community to keep people going and to keep them pumped up and to provide amazing feedback to our, our pros and our artists who are working so diligently to, to better themselves as photographers and creatives and who have an investment in themselves and to our community who show up every day, who cre have created such an amazing and welcoming and wonderful space for people of all walks of life at all levels of skill we have really the most incredible community in our Facebook page and our Instagram page. And like, just thank you to all of you because it's not Meg and I are the least important people in this structure. And so it would not be possible without all of those people that I just named. And so we know that we recognize that we are very cognizant of that fact. And I know that you hear from the two of us, obviously a lot, especially on the podcast since we host it, but just know that we know that we are such great beneficiaries of all the amazing work that our teams do. So, and thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging around for a hundred episodes and for, you know, letting us share our thoughts and our ideas and our passions and our insights with you. 
and we look forward to the next hundred. Right, Meg? Totally. I just got goosebumps again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, take care, have fun, be good, and we'll talk to you later, friends. Bye. Bye.